Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of The Haunting Hour. This week we're going to be talking about the Navajo Skinwalkers, the Doppelganger, and on our third vote we decided to do the Japanese legend Kitsune. As you all know, it is pretty hard for me to keep up with a certain day's schedule for this Haunting Hour episode. I will try my best to get these out once every two weeks. I would love to get them out once a week, but unfortunately, while this may be a fun time of year for most of you being out of school, I manage and run an AC parts store, which means my life is pretty much hectic at this point, to say the least. And of course, it's begun to get so overwhelming that I am interviewing individuals to take a position. So forgive me if I can't release it on one certain day every two weeks, but I will try my best to get it out that week for you. With all that being said, let's enjoy our episode of The Haunting Hour. So join me as we peer into the mysterious worlds of the Skinwalkers, the Doppelganger, and of course, the mischievous Kitsune. Here we go. So when most of you think about the Navajo skinwalkers here in the uh, Northern Americas, you think of a creature, a type of monster or boogeyman, if you will. But actually, in Navajo culture, they believed that this was a type of harmful witch, which had the ability to turn into, or possess, or even disguise themselves as a type of animal. The Navajo referred to this as Yi Nalushi, which roughly in English translates to with it, he goes on all fours. And while there are several types of Navajo witches, this one is considered the most volatile and deadly. If you aren't really familiar with the Navajo culture, shaman or witchcraft, this has all just been a part of them uh, throughout the history. These witches exist uh, along with us, and they're not really supernatural. In these tales, there are different areas where you can harness the powers of both good and evil. And because of this fact, these witches or healers, shaman, can harness this for both good or evil. Those that practice this witchcraft usually seek to direct these spiritual forces to cause both harm and misfortune to others. This kind of witchcraft is known as the witchery way, which uses the undead corpses in various ways, kind of like tools from the bones, and also concoctions that are used to curse, harm, or even kill. 
their intended victims. The Navajo, like many other North American natives, and knowledge of these powers from the elders through the generations. The Navajo are actually part of a larger culture that includes the Pueblo people, um, the Hopi, Apache, Ute, and there's many other groups that have their own version of the Skinwalker. But they can all agree on one thing. The Skinwalkers are a witch that is capable of transforming itself into an animal, and it always has malicious intent. Throughout the years, these different tribes have told tales of the Skinwalkers. Some say that these witches actually evolved from lives as respected healers or spiritual guides who later chose to use their powers for evil. And unlike many other cultures that sort of say women are bad or evil, these witches can be either male or female. But believe it or not, they're actually more often male. The creepy factor of this tale is that you don't know your neighbor, and these witches can walk freely among the tribe during the day, and then at night transform into these evil, creepy creatures. And much like our fascinating occult tales here in the US, in order for a witch to become a skinwalker, he or she must be initiated by a secret society that requires the most evil of deeds. Usually it's the murder of a family member, or more specifically and most often, a sibling. Man, I've heard of sibling rivalry, but this is kind of extreme. After this horrible deed is done, the witch now gains powers, which grant them the ability to shapeshift. Usually they can be seen in the form of foxes, cougars, some wild dogs, wolves, coyotes, and even bears. They were also told to be wearing animal skulls or antlers on top of their heads, which brought them even more power. This meant that the skinwalker could choose what they wanted to change into, like for a specific thing, such as going fast, having supernatural strength or endurance, very, very sneaky or stealthy, claws, and even teeth, sharp, pointy teeth. They are a bit badass though, because they can change their formation more than once. Because of these tales, it's considered taboo for members of the tribe to wear, say, a pelt of a predatory animal like a wolf or cougar. But you can wear sheepskin, leather, and also buckskin and that's acceptable. And wait for it, these skinwalkers can also take possession of humans. If, of course, you make eye contact with it. Once this creature takes control of the victim, the witch can basically make its victim say or do anything that they normally wouldn't do. 
So what does a person do? How do they protect themselves? Is there a way for them to know who the skinwalkers are? Well, one way was said to be that the eyes were not like normal animals. Instead, the creatures had more human-like eyes. When any light is placed on them, their eyes turn bright red. And of course, alternatively, humans have more animalistic eyes. This evil underground society is said to gather in dark caves or very secluded places for many different motivations. But usually it was to initiate the new members, plot their activities, if you will, harm people from a distance with their black magic, and perform dark ceremonial rites. And on a much more disturbing level, these evildoers are said to engage in necrophilia with female corpses, commit cannibalism, incest, and grave robbing. During these meetings of the night, the skinwalkers will change into their animal forms or they'll go about naked, wearing only their beaded jewelry and ceremonial paint. Leaders of the skinwalkers are usually elderly or an older man who is very powerful and has lived a long time as a skinwalker. Not only can these skinwalkers have transformative powers, they can also read other people's minds, control their thoughts and behavior, cause disease and illness, destroy others' property, and even death. Stories of those that have encountered these evil witches describe a number of ways to know if the skinwalker is nearby. They'll make sounds around your home, kind of like knocking on your windows or banging loudly on the walls, even scraping noises on the roof. Sometimes they can be spotted peering through your window. Usually though, they're spotted in front of cars with the intention of causing an accident. They are also thought to control creatures of the night, like owls or wolves, while others can control the spirits of the dead and even raise corpses to attack their enemies. Because of this, the natives rarely ventured out alone. I can't say that I blame them. We next cover the mysterious doppelganger. And in modern society, everybody has heard this term before or had someone say, I saw your doppelganger at Target or school or wherever. This originated out of German folklore and it is often portrayed by a ghostly or even paranormal phenomenon which is seen as a harbinger of bad luck. In some variations, a doppelganger can be considered an evil twin. 
Of course, in modern times, it's more of a not so much evil thing, but someone that just resembles you in some way. The etymology behind this word is the German phrase doppel, which means double, and ganger, or ganger, walker or goer. The ties to the supernatural or spiritual world can only be tied to the word doppelganger in more recent human history, around 1787. And if you really think about it, double spirits and alter egos have pretty much appeared in folklore around the world throughout human history. For example, in Egypt, they had the concept of Ka, which is your spirit double. This spirit can have the same thoughts, memories, and feelings as the person it was tied to. Though the term doppelganger and the mythology behind it has sort of changed over the years, there are some that still believe, like they did a while ago, everyone has a twin somewhere in the world. But what happens if you do actually encounter your twin in the world? Well, legend has it that meeting your doppelganger, which basically, as we'd said earlier, means your double walker, can have a very serious effect on your life. Assuming you're the good twin, coming within close range to your other half, if you will, means a bad omen for the both of you. Both of you could be in grave danger, which in many tales, it's said that your friends and family more often run into the doppelganger than you. Running into your doppelganger doesn't necessarily mean death, but that possibly something horrible or tragic may be coming in your future. For example, one story talks about Abraham Lincoln telling his wife he saw two versions of himself in the mirror, and that one was ghostly pale. His wife later said she believed that this was an omen to Lincoln's eventual death, particularly after Lincoln was re-elected. Whether this is a hindsight is 2020 sort of thing, President Lincoln was assassinated just 42 days into his second term. Another theory is that maybe the doppelganger is you traveling into the past or the future. And while in modern day, most people believe that stumbling into your doppelganger isn't a bad thing, perhaps the older legends are more accurate. So keep an eye over your shoulder because you never know. Which leads us to the next urban legend, the fox spirit or kitsune. According to Japanese urban legend and mythology, kitsune are foxes that possess paranormal abilities which increase as they get older and wiser. According to yokai folklore, all foxes have the ability to shapeshift into human form. 
While some tales speak of Kitsune employing this ability to trick others, as foxes in folklore often do, many other stories portray them as faithful guardians, friends, and even lovers. This legend of the fox deity lists 13 different kinds of kitsune, each of them containing their own element. Heaven, dark, wind, spirit, fire, earth, river, ocean, mountain, forest, thunder, time, and sound. The kitsune have been tied to Inari, which is a Shinto kami or god of rice, and they will serve as the Inari's voice. Because of these close ties, the kitsune are considered a significant spirit in the other realm. Have you ever noticed in Japanese folklore, literature, and both movies and anime over the years, a kitsune can have up to nine tails? Well, there is a significance to the number of tails that it has. Legend goes that the more of these beautiful fluffy appendages there are, it indicates how wise, old, and powerful this trickster deity is. In fact, some tales mention that a fox can only grow additional tails after it has lived around a hundred years, which is a long time in the fox world because in the wild, the typical lifespan of a real fox is one to three years. Although if they're held in captivity, they can live as many as 10 years. The numbers that pop up the most in this tale are the numbers one, five, seven, and nine tails. They're the most common numbers in these legends. After these spirits, grow much older, they are known as Kyubi no Kitsune, which means nine-tailed foxes, and they have the ability to see and hear everything happening in the world. Others also believe that their tails credit them with infinite wisdom or omniscience. Once these deities have reached a thousand years old, they gain their ninth tail and turn a white or golden color, becoming a tenko, which means heavenly, celestial fox. This is considered the most powerful form of the kitsune, which means the kami can then ascend to the heavens. Many Japanese natives say that the kitsune possess a superior intelligence, obviously a much longer life, and magical powers. They are considered a type of yokai. Yokais are not considered demons like in the Western world and our understanding of the supernatural. Many European and North American legends often depict spirits as sinister beings out to harm us. And while there are more versions of the kitsune, there seem to be two common types. The zenko, or 
Good foxes are a heavenly and benevolent fox, which is tied with Inari. That's why they can be translated to Inari fox. However, the Yako, or field foxes, you can also call them the Nogitsune, are considered a mischievous or even in some beliefs, malicious fox spirits. Many local traditions added a type called Ninko, which is an invisible fox spirit that can possess their host. So why is it that we can compare the Kitsune to both the skinwalkers of Navajo mythology and the doppelganger of European legends? Well, friends, a Kitsune can actually choose to take on human form, an ability learned once they reach a certain age. And while most people believe it's a hundred years, there are some that suggest they can do this after 50 years of age. At this point in their years of life, the fox deity must prepare for the transformation and place reeds, a skull, or leaves over its head. And like many folklores the Japanese mythos speaks of, the most common human forms are beautiful women, young girls, elderly men, and occasionally young boys. These human forms are not limited to the fox spirit's age and are even said to duplicate someone perfectly. Hmm, sound familiar? However, unlike the doppelganger, Kitsune are widely known to impersonate beautiful women. It was common belief in medieval Japan that any woman encountered alone, especially at dusk or night, might just be a Kitsune. In the Fushima Inari Shrine, located in Kyoto, which I've personally been to and it's absolutely beautiful, uh, it features numerous kitsune statues. Kitsune are often presented as tricksters. These creatures are believed to be motivated by nefarious reasons or just plain mischief. Many fables speak about the kitsune playing tricks on overly proud samurai, greedy merchants, and boastful commoners. While the more gruesome stories are how they abuse poor tradesmen and farmers or even devout monks, their victims are said to usually be men because it's the women who are instead possessed. No way, really? Women attacking poor innocent men? Hmm. Japan? You don't like women much, do you? You know, I say that, but in a lot of European folklore, it's kind of the same. Fairy tales, evil stepmothers, man, everyone think we be evil. Some stories in the Japanese legends say that a kitsune can use their kitsunebi to lead travelers astray. Kind of like the tales of the will-o'-the-wisp folklore. 
The kitsunebi are those glowing orbs that you see in many animes and shows and series, and in my opinion, gorgeous. This trickster can also both confuse travelers with illusions or even visions. It can also include seduction, ooh la la, theft of food, humiliation of the prideful, or sweet vengeance for any wrongdoings. While considered both deadly and beautiful, well, and also a trickster, I would much rather encounter one of these fluffy deities of cuteness versus America's own skinwalkers. And while as unnerving as meeting your double can be, the Navajo skinwalkers will definitely be something that keeps me up late at night. Terrified to close my own eyes as I stare up at my skylight on the roof. Whatever the motivation for these mysterious deities or spirits, one thing is for sure don't manage to get on their bad side. Alright guys, this concludes this episode of The Haunting Hour. I hope you've enjoyed learning about these creatures of the night as much as I have. We'll be taking a vote again as usual as to what kind of supernatural entities or the creepy and bizarre on Twitter, so don't forget to vote. I'll try to keep it up for a day or two. And as always, thank you for joining me on these trips of terrifying tales. Have a wonderful and glorious day. I wish you pleasant dreams. <laughs>